Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, friends. Hey, did you watch the third and final presidential debate last night? Hillary Clinton and her husband, Bill, they used to be friends with... Donald Trump and his wife, Melania. I know you've probably seen the pictures if you watch news like the political junkie that I have become. <laughs> but they used to, they were even invited to the Trump wedding. Bill and Hillary Clinton were invited to Melania and Bill's and oh, Melania and Donald's wedding. So obviously they were friends at one point. Do you think they're friends now? I do wonder. So <laughs> that is our topic tonight, when your friends let you down. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. The, the hurt that comes when a friend lets us down, it's a funny thing. Not funny, haha, but peculiar because if you're 15 years old, if you're 25, if you're 35, or 105, when a friend disappoints, it can send us right back to feeling like a helpless newborn baby. Acquaintances are people we know from schools, clubs, or someone you regularly see at your local bank. And there are neighbors and coworkers you may know a little better. There are Facebook friends. You can have thousands of Facebook friends. The term friends is used very liberally on Facebook. Social media does allow us to share lots about ourselves, and familiarity creates more of a relationship. But these still may not be the people you can really count on. Most of us have just a handful of folks we can really trust. And these are the ones you can pour your heart out to. These are the ones you expect will be there for you no matter what. These are the people who are truly happy for you, as you are for them when great things happen in each other's lives. You can call these people, and the connection that the two of you have is there even if you haven't spoken for months. These are the people who you can count on to never let you down until they do. Mm-hmm. Now what? Just to share my own little story, about 10 years ago, I accepted a job position and moved two hours away from the place that I grew up and all the friends that I had known from school and church and work for so long. I expected one of my closest girlfriends to visit me in my new home where I could just revel in her joy 
let it pour over me for our beautiful new place. And and I thought I would go back to visit her, and I, I visualized us meeting regularly, halfway in between, an hour for her and an hour for me, and I thought we would discontinue to indulge in our favorite coffee house, there was one halfway in between, and we would continue to leave no emotion or thought unsaid, as we had always done. I was wrong. The phone calls became fewer and farther in between. She got so busy that scheduling a get-together took six months of pre-planning. She never once came to my new home. And it seemed like she just didn't care about our friendship anymore, and I had no idea why. For a while, I tried to brush that feeling away, that something wasn't right. But then there was no denying it, so I sent her a glowing card telling her how precious her friendship is to me and that I missed our time together. And I asked her if there was something that I did to cause the distance. Let's bring it out in the open. She said there was nothing, but yet our friendship just wasn't the same. Inside, I felt like that child again, that little newborn baby, just hurt and kind of helpless to fix the situation. And there's the implication. As we mature, there's an expectation that we should know better. When you're 15 and you're disappointed by someone, people say, oh, come on, you're not in kindergarten anymore. Or when you're 18 and disappointed by someone, people say, well, you're an adult now. And when you're 25, people say, well, that was when we were kids. Too often the expectation is now that we're older, no matter what age you are, constantly the bar is changing. We should know how to handle disappointment now. Somehow emotions shouldn't affect us like they used to. The truth is that emotions are the same no matter how old we are. What changes is our ability to handle them. And perfecting this is a lifelong process. There are all sorts of coping mechanisms for hurt. There's, to name one, denial. In denial, we can pretend that the hurt doesn't really hurt, even though it does, just build a thicker skin. Or sometimes another reaction to being hurt is just to hit harder. As the saying goes, paybacks are H-E-double toothpicks, as my mom used to say. If someone hurts you, you hurt them back harder looking for revenge. You may say or do something you'll regret later, though, with this. Or another possible reaction to feeling hurt is to just stop caring. All too many people do this. Just block the emotions from getting in. I just won't feel anymore. Tell others and yourself that you just don't care. Stop allowing yourself to be open to caring because people always let you down and that hurts too much. That's the thinking with this reaction. But these responses, as they are understandable, they really don't fix anything. And while you might think that you get a momentary reprieve from the hurt, in the long run, hurt stays beneath the surface with any of those responses. And it may even escalate, and you just don't feel better. 
So I laid out my six-step process for you to feel better, to feel great, to get past that hurt. The first thing is just to know that feeling hurt is not a crime. We have to embrace our emotions. Emotions are not a bad thing. Hurt is certainly not our favorite emotion, but it's one, it's natural. In fact, um, new research from the University of Glasgow, they report that there are actually just four basic emotions, and they are anger, fear, happiness, and sadness. How simple is that? And of course, you know, it's, the human emotions are much more complex than just those four, and be combined to create many various forms of these emotions. But recognize your heart, just like you recognize your friend over there who's wearing a blue shirt today. That's it. Sadness is not the preferred emotion, but just name it for what it is. Name it. Call it out. Okay, I'm feeling sad. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling hurt. Nothing wrong at all. It's a normal human emotion. It's part of living. It doesn't define your entire life. It's how you are feeling about this particular situation. So let's just know that feeling hurt is not a crime. Don't feel bad that you're feeling hurt to begin with and try to then go into one of those responses that don't work like denial revenge, and stopping to care. After we've recognized that, let's go on to the second step, which is to understand that it's not personal. I see two elements to get this accomplished. The first is to recognize expectations. For me, in my story with my friend, I expected my friend to meet me regularly once I moved away, and I expected her to come to my house. But I, but was I expecting something she couldn't offer at the time? Maybe she was satisfied with our friendship without needing to meet regularly. Maybe she was so engaged in her own new job and family that she had no more left to give her friends. Maybe could be many things, but it was my unmet expectations that caused my hurt. Let me say that again. It was my expectations that she couldn't have possibly really known. Even if I'd shared them with her more clearly, doesn't mean that it was what she had to give. So it was my expectations that caused my hurt. I assumed what I wanted she should give. My expectations just weren't the same as hers. The second factor to accomplishing understanding that it's not personable is just know that someone, whoever your friends are, they are a unique individual. Friends are generally people who we have a lot in common with. The key phrase is a lot. Yes, you probably do have a lot in common with the people that are friends, but not everything. The only person who can see the world through your eyes is you. Friendship is walking alongside someone, allowing each other to be who each of you is. So the third thing, after we've accepted our feelings and understand that it's not personal, is to, and this is a big one, extend grace. 
<laughs> Do I feel and hear people being reluctant already? Yes, I know it's not always easy. And and this is not in an effort to be holier than thou, quote unquote. In my case, I was the one who was angry and hurt that my friend grew distant when I moved. My friend let me down. Why should I give her the grace? Uh, can you relate? But But while extending grace may not fix the friendship, it does fix the hurt. This is very important. Extending grace takes the bitterness away and allows your heart to fill with compassion. For me, I became less angry at my friend's actions once I could extend some grace and accepted that it was just something she was going through. I missed my friend, but my sadness was not her burden. She was giving what she could. The thing with grace is that sometimes we give it and sometimes we receive it. I think back to when I was in sixth grade and our family, we moved an hour away to a new school for me. We didn't have Facebook at the time, so my friends wanted to be pen pals yes, pen pals, to stay in touch. So being a writer, you may think that this is something that I would really be drawn to, and it may seem strange that this was such a job for me, but it was, and I was really bad at it. I cared for my old friends just as much, but it took months and months for me to write the lengthy letters that they did. So I think surely it affected our friendship, but yet we did stay friends and uh, started being able to actually get together more frequently when we were a little older in high school and college. I received their grace. They extended grace to me because I wasn't a good letter writer and I didn't keep up the communication as well as they did. So extending grace. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Next, the fourth step is to just focus then, after you've been able to extend some grace, on what brings you joy. Now that you know it's okay to have hurt feelings, you've accepted that the situation is not perfect, is not personal, excuse me, and offered grace to the offender, now fill that empty space that you have left with joy. This is different for each person, and there are many things that make you happy if you stop and think about it. It could be playing tennis or treat yourself to a new pair of shoes, a little shoe therapy. It could be playing music or sports, go and and burn, sweat it out. Um, You could cook your favorite meal for yourself. Or if you're the adventurous type, plan a weekend, plan many weekends, hiking and skydiving, do the things that that you really enjoy. Don't let that, that empty spot just sit there and be a dark hole in your soul. Fill it with the joyous things that you that really bring you pleasure and happiness. Because we can't make everyone else in the world act exactly as we wish for what it is 
and go on about living our own joyful life. The fifth step in this six-step plan is to just then consider pulling out the weeds. Sometimes you have to do a little little inventory. Take note of the people who regularly disappoint or hurt you and make more time for the people that, that don't. Is this person who hurts you someone that you have learned will never have the ability to be a friend? Has time revealed? Time does reveal many truths. After you get to know someone much, much better, or maybe they change. Maybe you change. Is this person able to be a good friend, or is this a toxic person to you in your life? If you've listened to this show before, you know that I like to use the analogy of life is like driving a car. Because to start out with, things happen when you start driving a car. To make anything happen, to correct a direction for a, a parked car is nearly impossible. You have to get the momentum going. And once you have the momentum going, the car is rolling. It's much easier to steer your direction from left to right. And, of course, there's stop signs and turns and curves all along the way. But you're steering the wheel. You're steering the wheel to make an, adjust, an adjustment. Sometimes you you go down a road that you don't like and it's a dead end. you got to turn around and go back. Maybe that's an analogy for for some toxic friends in your life. Sometimes it's time to just take a different road and and clean house a little bit. Next step, final step, which is really not a step at all. Just understanding your brain. Don't despair because it will pass. The hurt will pass. Hurt can feel so intense and everlasting at the time when you're feeling it. But trust and believe in the fact that you will move beyond it, especially if you follow these steps. So to review that very quickly, know that feeling hurt is not a crime. It's natural. Two, understand that it's not personal. Three, extend some grace to the sender. And in the course of time, you'll probably receive just as much back. Four, focus on what brings you joy then. Five, analyze whether you need to make a course correction, maybe pull out some of the toxic weeds in your life. And six, just trust that this will pass. Know that it will. Just like marriage, long-term friendships take intention and intention to be a good friend. It means putting yourself out there and being willing to risk being hurt. Because we are each so unique, there are times when our expectations will not match with what we receive. Because we are making ourselves vulnerable, there will be times when friends do let us down. This is part of loving. Perfection is a very high bar to reach. Friends will forget your birthday or not make it to an important event or make a personal decision that you just don't agree with. As wonderful as your friends are, they are humans with their own flaws and imperfections. So while we may be justified in our anger and hurt, the truth is that at times we're the ones causing the hurt as well. Grace is a two-way street. In order to have a friend, 
we must be a friend. Perhaps our moments of hurt are actually our greatest opportunity to be a friend. As for my story, and I should thank all of you listeners, because I hadn't talked to my friend, the friend that I shared my story about, for probably six months. And this show prompted me to call her. And I have to say that her voice was just as joyful as it always had been. And we talked like no time had passed at all since our last conversation over coffee. And I expect we'll be getting together again in the next couple of weeks. So it was really nice. And I have you all to thank for that because I really think this show prompted me to do it. So thank you. So I want to thank you for joining me again this evening. I'll be back at the same time every week, Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. for more talk on soft skills and emotional intelligence, which are 80% of your success in life, so that we can all live to be and feel like our best selves. See you back here at the same time next week. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.